As a part of uh, the Mount Barker Ministers Regional Fellowship, Infused Church partners together with uh, a number of other churches. I think there's about 13 or 14 other churches that we partner together with uh, in this uh, local area to support uh, the uh, pastoral care workers in this region. We have six schools that we look after as a minister's fellowship and uh, of which we uh, at Infused Church are a part of that. Um, and it's uh, an incredibly uh, powerful ministry, not just to the students, but it's also to the teachers and to the parents and the families of those students as well. It, uh, it actually uh, drives a stake into the ground in an, a very key area of our community to say we're, we're marking this ground for Jesus. This is ground that we believe that we're taking for it. And it's a real privilege today to have uh, two pastoral care workers uh, that we're talking about in our area. But like um, Vicky said, that we also have Emily and Eloise who serve as pastoral care workers in other schools just outside of our, our area as well. Um, I've known uh, David for a number of months, probably a couple of years, maybe even one year. There you go. Um, and... Uh, we prayed together as a part of the minister's fellowship meetings uh, together for the pastoral care workers and for SMG and the, the work that they're doing. Uh, and David is the regional uh, area leader for, uh, for us up here. Uh, and I'd like us to be able to put our hands together and welcome David as David comes and shares the words on his heart. Thank you, Pastor Gary. Thank you. <clears throat> Excuse me. Haven't quite finished communion yet, obviously, and uh, it's just great to uh, be invited here this morning uh, to uh, speak to you about uh, pastoral care work, uh, as well as uh, the Ministry of Schools Ministry Group. I'd just like to uh, spend a little bit of time uh, talking about Schools Ministry Group before we get to our uh, two pastoral care workers from Mount Barker uh, up here this morning, and uh, Schools Ministry Group this year is celebrating its uh, 30-year anniversary. So just like that, hey? And uh, it was uh, started by uh, the leaders of Christian churches in South Australia to be um, the employing body uh, for pastoral care workers uh, in this state. So uh, we're delighted to, to be able to do that uh, on behalf of the churches of this state and to be the employing body. Just want to run through a few stats. Uh, you can see there that we have 89 church support groups, so that includes the Mount Barker Ministers Fellowship that uh, Pastor Gary is a part of that he just mentioned. 285 pastoral care workers serving in 345 state government schools in South Australia. You should clap, it's never been higher it continues to grow, and because we're in the middle of a funding round, it's being paid for either by uh, the schools themselves or local churches putting that money up at the moment. So that's now touching 70% of state government schools in South Australia have a schools ministry group pastoral care worker. So you can see it's a really good reach, and we're really proud about that. Just to fill you in a little bit on uh, what pastoral care workers do, uh, we've got a little bit of information up there on the screen. Pastoral care workers, uh, our mission uh, at Schools Ministry Group is to enable South Australian young people and school communities the opportunity to respond positively to God, themselves and others in light of what God has revealed in Jesus Christ. Everyone okay with that? 
<laughs> so that's what our pastoral care workers are, are about. Our vision is that young people and school communities would discover purpose, value and hope. All right, so every time someone gets up, do you ever say, another hopeless day, can't wait? No, we all need hope. We all need purpose and we all need value and that's what we're about at Schools Ministry Group. Uh, Dimensions of Chaplaincy seeks to talk about what a pastoral care worker might do. So we've got role modelling and mentoring, social and emotional support, spiritual support, school engagement, community engagement and extracurricular activities. So uh, a chaplain would be doing that in their school uh, across the period of time, having an expression in each one of those at different times. The other work of a pastoral care worker when it comes to students involves around listening, taking an interest in them, being involved with their daily lives, facilitating activities and seminars and being a positive role model. When it comes to the staff in their school, they would be a supporting resource, providing a listening ear, encouragement, friendship and supporting their personal well-being. When it comes to families in their community, or the community, I should say, that'd be a link between churches, the wider community and the school community, and they would hopefully not have a blank slide in their presentation. That's all right. We can push on from there and uh, just take it uh, to the next one if that's possible. There we go. Top issues being faced by students using chaplaincy these days are friendship, social and peer issues, uh, anger, school engagement and behaviour, mental health, bullying and harassment. So they're the five that come through consistently in the work of our pastoral care workers for students. Uh, And 65% of students require ongoing pastoral support. So the work of pastoral care workers is significant because a huge percentage of our school kids don't just need one word of encouragement, they need regular words of encouragement. When it comes to parents, their top three are concerns for their children, every parent said amen, relationships and mental health, and we've found that 51% of parents require ongoing pastoral support. So not just a once-off, but a weekly, monthly, yearly support. When we look at what staff are saying about our pastoral care workers, here's a comment from a teacher. She's a wonderful asset to our school community, We fully appreciated the funding provided to have her at our school. This is what a parent said about a pastoral care worker. He's always there to lend a hand. He's become an integral part of our school family and his support to our school is necessary. And this is what a student recently said about their pastoral care worker. Really good to talk to when in a mood. All right. That's a great thing to be available for. Great that we have her at the school because some schools don't have people like her. So that's, uh, would you believe, an R3 student who's very attentive. So when it comes to pastoral care work, would you like to know more? Maybe you think to maybe be a pastoral care worker. Well, there's a website up there that you can log on to. You can attend one of our information sessions uh, and uh, find out more about being a pastoral care worker. And who knows? You might end up like the person in the next picture, Sam Thompson at Blackwood High School, our longest serving pastoral care worker, has just clocked 31 years. He's done it longer than school's ministry group. So we're all pretty proud of Sam and we are delighted to have him on our team. Now, to another Sam. 
Sam Haightley has volunteered at Mount Barker South Primary School for many years as part of his role as a youth worker with the Mount Barker Salvation Army. However, last year he got a shock. He was no longer welcomed when COVID-19 hit. Now, it's not that Sam is a bad person or that he did something wrong, don't worry, but of course schools were obliged to restrict the number of volunteers who were coming onto their site and many of you are aware how this has affected uh, programs and parents uh, entering their site. However, the good news was that the Lord Jesus was still at work. That's always comforting, isn't it? A letter from school's ministry group uh, went across the desk of uh, one of the leaders at the school and pointed out that pastoral care workers are actually uh, regarded by the education department as essential workers and they are allowed to go on to school site during lockdown, which is really good news. And so they looked at that letter, they thought about Sam, they said, hang on a minute, maybe Sam could be one of them and that would solve our problem. So to really just go to the end of the story, because that took a long time from there, well, not that long actually, did it, Sam? Mount Barker Salvos, the Mount Barker Ministers Fellowship and SMG got together to uh, help this process and Sam is now funded three hours a week by Mount Barker South Primary School to be its pastoral care worker as well as volunteering other time to dodge those pesky, pesky restrictions. So is that a good story, folks? And that's a school putting its money in so they can have their own pastoral care worker. So please welcome the man of the moment, Sam Haightley. Step this way. Are we going to swap microphones? Is that? Yeah. Is that all right? There you go. Don't sing, Sam. Just answer my question if that's all right, mate. I will not sing. I have not much voice. I went, right? I went to the footy last night uh, to watch my Brisbane Lions lose and oh. I don't have a lot of voice left. That's right. So mate. we'll pray for you afterwards. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. And your footy team. Okay. So, um, uh, Sam, uh, COVID's caused a lot of pain in terms of restrictions uh, on activities like we're alluding to. So why is it a good thing in your eyes that Mount Barker South now has a pastoral care worker? Uh, for me, a lot of my role at the Salvation Army was about, um, is about engaging in the community. And I spent a day and a half at the school pre-COVID anyway. Um, and then... COVID hit and I couldn't do it. And I felt very lost within my role. I sat there twiddling my thumbs for what, you know, felt like days at a time at work. And um, when I got the, the call earlier in the year from Todd, who's the wellbeing leader at the school, I thought, you put, this is, this is great. Gets me back into the school, gets me doing what I love to do. Um, and it just meant that I could be doing the work of God in a school that, that needed it really. It was, yeah. But Sam, also the pastoral care worker service, yep. uh, no matter how long you're there, is now established at the school. That's right. So it's an example, if you like, of good coming out of bad. Is that That's right? That's right. So for me, you know, already working full time with the Salvation Army, um, taking on their own. It's only three hours with SMG, but I said to, to David and the team, I said, that's enough that if, if the school wants to increase it and I can't do it anymore, at least there's someone there, then I can say, right, let's, let's pass it on to someone so that God can still be in at that school yeah. uh, working already because it's not about me, it's about the kids and it's about the kingdom of God. So, yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Now, just to show how much this means to some people in the community, when you re-entered the school as the pastoral care worker, you had an encounter with a teacher there who is a Christian. Yep. 
uh, and tell us about what happened when you walked into their classroom. So I walked into their classroom and their uh, first response was, oh, thank God I've been pushing this for five years. So um, for me, I walked in, you know, I hadn't been in their classroom before. I'd been around the school lots. I'd been around at lunchtime and, and in other classrooms. And um, to be able to walk in and know that I instantly had an ally outside of those that essentially hired me with the school or picked me to come in and, um, yeah, that was just awesome knowing that, great, I've got, a, I've got a teacher on side who isn't just any other teacher. They're actually a teacher. They've, they've done the weddings of other teachers. They've dedicated their children. There's, wow. So, like, they're, they're very much so embedded in that school already, which is fantastic. Fantastic. And, Sam, there are other uh, families uh, on site uh, that have connection with local churches or, in particular, Mount Parker Salvos. So what does it mean for them to recognise someone or have someone on site that is representing the local mm. churches. Tell us about that impact. It's actually been really cool, um, especially with a couple of students that recognise me. So all of a sudden you've got kids that, that know your face and then they're able to connect you in further. And um, it's just been really good because I think for people going, you know, hang on, the local churches are buying into my, my kids um, in school as well as outside of school. Um, so parents are just, you know, they're, they're loving it because they're actually seeing the church put their money where their mouth is going. You talk about, you know, being for our young people, being for our children. Um, and then they say, okay, Hackney, you are, because you're in their school, you're caring for them, yeah. um, you know, Monday to Friday or, you know, through to Sunday as well. So, yeah, it's really good. Fantastic. Now, when I asked you about Mount Barker South Primary, you yep. thought carefully and you said, David, it's a mixed bag. And I thought that's actually a good description of a lot of churches, actually. But uh, Tell us what you mean by that and uh, so how you respond to that. What, tell us about the mixed bag of Mount Barker South Primary. It's, it's unlike any school I've ever had interaction with. There's, um, there's a lot of, I guess like any school, there's a lot of behavioural issues, but it's, it's kids that they're misbehaving, but they really just want to still be at school anyway. Um, and so there's kids that, you can't get a word out of because they're really trying to do their maths work. And then there's kids that you can't shut up because they want to be anywhere else other than in maths. So it's just, I've never experienced a school like it, um, you know, even in my own schooling life. Um, but it's just incredible to, to see each kid and their unique, um, their unique natures just come to play. It's really cool. Yeah. And when it comes to size of school, it's quite significant, about 330 students. What's your main focus uh, as the, the pastoral care worker and the youth worker uh, at the school? Tell us about that. So when, um, when I met with Todd at the start of the year and I said, look, what do you want me to do? So, we've, so I could give you a list of X amount of students who do not engage in their schoolwork. And they said, that's probably our biggest struggle. I said, great, stick me with them. So um, I'm there half a day on a Tuesday and there's one main student that I work with who... Um, in that time there's often they're like don't have him in the classroom because he will not work and that won't be good for us so um but the the beauty of it is is that on a wednesday i'm in six different classes with six different students and the aim is just to connect them back into learning their kids that sometimes come off um suspension um sometimes they're they just actually struggle with the work and um you know as horrible as it sounds a teacher's got a classroom of 35 kids and if they're constantly with one kid, there's 34 kids missing out on, on help with their learning. So my, my goal is to just engage these kids back into learning if they're struggling, but actually just check in on their well-being. So the first thing I ask them before we're working on, you know, say, hey, you know, how are you going today? It's not a, what are we working on today? It's yeah. how are you going today? So um, 
it's, it's about well-being and engagement and connecting them back into their school learning because I believe that um, kids whose well-being is good will have great learning, but then in, in turn kids whose learning is going well, their well-being is going to be really good as well. So, yeah. Mm. Pastor Gary mentioned something that's often not recognised with pastoral care work and that's staff. We think about the kids, but there's this whole community of teachers trying to, you know, Mm. help kids and teach them and, and, you know, get them on their, their pathway. So what about staff? How, how do you, if you like, minister them or help them, support them? Yeah, so on a, on a Wednesday, I'm very lucky. I've got, a, I've got one uh, lesson that I don't have a class at the moment. So I spend a lot of time floating around and checking in on, on staff, but I'll spend a bit of time in the staff room. Um, the beauty is I came back post-COVID and having a lot of relationship with the teachers already from my time pre COVID, I walked back in and it was just like I'd never left, which was awesome with a lot of these teachers. Um, but we've actually had a, a few big incidents at the school this year alone that's um, shaken a lot of teachers kind of to their core. So being there and and the staff knowing that I think has been really good. Um, so I've just been able to just, you know, again, check with teachers, how are you going today, anything you need, um, yeah. just little things like that. It's yeah. been really good. It's a, it's a person who's not in leadership, not employed by the education department that they can go to and just say, yeah. I'm struggling. And, and there's no comeback from that. Yeah. You're there to respond. Yeah. Yeah, and the, and the beauty of it is that leadership have actually said that numerous times to the staff that, hey, if you need anything, Sam's on site these days. He's happy for you to have That's his great. phone number. Here it is. Um, so leadership have said, you know, here's a guy you can utilise if you, yeah. if you don't want to have to sit down and talk to us about stuff. That's brilliant. Now, your church, Mount Barker Salvos, I think has just been amazing. You're employed full-time by them, but they've basically kicked you out of the office and said, get down to the school yep. and do some good. Like, get on there, be a youth worker there, yep. not here, uh, even though you are doing that as well, I know. Um, but uh, what about people that are here today? Uh, how can they get involved or support you yep. uh, when it comes to your ministry as a pastoral care worker? So I guess in a pre-COVID world, I'd be saying, come down to the school and let me set you up with doing a few things or, you know, if we need a barbecue or corny. But at the moment, that stuff's not happening. Schools had to cancel a couple of things this year that normally they would have done, but due to COVID restrictions, but also unpredictable things like the weather, they've decided to just push them back. And um, so the big thing is just prayer. Um, as a partial care worker, you know, it's really, it's really encouraging knowing that there's, you know, the Mount Barker Ministers Fellowship behind me yeah. stepping into my school um, but it's also really encouraging you know it's not just a bunch of pastors getting together to you know talk shop for an hour it's actually a bunch of pastors who come from churches who are very prayerful um, and I'm a big believer that prayer is powerful mm-hmm. um, and you know anytime I get up at my church to preach I often just remind my very old congregation that whilst you may not be able to physically do anything anymore yeah. you can definitely spiritually do stuff so yeah. um as, as a partial care worker, prayer is the biggest thing we need um, because each day is different. I've not had a, a day at school that has been the same in the two terms that I've been doing this, um, which is quite a scary thought really that, you know, in the salvos, I, go, I know that my Friday, I know exactly what my Friday is going to bring me. It's program and then I go home. And But for school, I do not know what each day is going to bring, which is great, but also it's a very scary thought. Yeah. So uh, for folks here, get ready to volunteer when mm. it comes to Mount Barker South and things change, but pray up a storm Absolutely. and uphold uh, your presence in that place. Sam, thanks for saying yes to Jesus, mate. Thanks for being in that place. You, you do represent us at that school 
and uh, we just get a lot of joy out of that. So God bless you, mate. Keep up the great work. Cheers. Fantastic. Okay, so uh, from uh, Mount Barker South Primary with 330 kids to Mount Barker High School with currently 730 kids. Uh, Ross Stewart's been the pastoral care worker there for three years and he's about to get a lot busier. Next year, grade sevens start going to high school and uh, the school is a building site uh, and it's been a very disrupted year, Ross tells me, and it's likely to go to 1,100 students at Mount Barker High School next year. So Ross's life is about to change uh, in more ways than one. Uh, But uh, it's not just about numbers when it comes to Ross, it's about uh, the challenge that uh, he deals with every day at Mount Barker High. Please welcome Ross Stewart. Ross, thanks Thank for being here this morning, mate. Yes, we better distance uh, sufficiently. I thought you were, I thought I was offending you, but you were just being a wise man, good man. Um, Ross, uh, your main role at Mount Barker High School is the one-on-one support of students. Tell us a little bit about how that goes. Sure. Yeah, that seems to be the main focus that I've. Um eased into I guess with God's guidance and uh, I'm I've just I've grown as a listener and being pastoral care worker in several schools and that's a huge asset um, with students so uh, I meet with sort of probably four to eight students each week um, and they're ongoing support students so um, some of those are every two weeks so some and quite often those meetings may be up to an hour or more depending on their needs so you know quite 30 minutes to an hour, um, writing reports, um, records of that. But it's really um, the needs for those students are often, um, I guess, uh, social-emotional issues. Some are anger, some are trauma and grief. So I find myself doing quite a bit of grief work with students. There's so many experiences of grief that our young people have these days, not least of which COVID has changed their lives a lot. but yeah, um, that and Breakfast Club is the huge other area yeah. which you would like to. No, no, that's great. And it's a great example. Sam's talking about the unpredictability. It seems if you're a pastoral care worker, you've got to be able to listen and and reflect and encourage and you perhaps need to be able to cook as well. So Breakfast Club is a big thing at, uh, at Mount Barker High. Tell us what's it about, what it does and, and how it works for you. Sure. So Breakfast Club, we have two days a week, um, Thursday, Friday now. It was Wednesday, Friday. It changes a little bit. Uh, but I have a teaching contract for three days a week now out at Murray Bridge, so I'm a little bit busy with that. And uh, Breakfast Club is really, I guess, the aim or the heart for it that I've, I guess, received or sensed from God is to give the students a brighter start to the day to provide, to encourage, to resource that. So we make it an enjoyable social experience or time uh, with breakfast and that means that um, students that really are hungry, that have no food that day, aren't, there isn't shame about coming to have food, have, have breakfast uh, with us. 
And uh, then there's students that come in that just want to connect with mates. And uh, this week, particularly when it was one degree, um, <laughs> come in to come inside and be warm. And we, we were just packed this week. It was, I don't think there was at least 50. But uh, it's a, around about 40. I never do a head count. Uh, but um, we know it's busy when we can't keep up with the serving of the food. Yeah. And, Ross, we, we've got at least anecdotal evidence that kids that are at Breakfast Club just have a better day at school. Their learning is better. We, we hear that repeatedly. Uh, Ross has come across some kids that not only show up to Breakfast Club without breakfast, but they have no food and no money for the rest of the day. So there's actually no plan to eat, uh, which is incredible. So those kids mixing with, as you say, kids that just want to connect, it, it's a good atmosphere to, to launch the day. And there's, you know, we often try to, we can sense the students that might need a bit of support and we will sort of sidle up and say good day and how's it going today and, uh, you know, have you got some lunch and... Yeah. No. So then we can go off and get some cheese toasties organised for them and some different food. And that's um, and if I'm, t I'm busy, uh, I'll refer it on to my um, wellbeing yeah. colleagues and we have a youth worker and a wellbeing leader. So that way it's a really great connection for us as a wellbeing team. Yeah. Um, and also um, it's a great check-in for students that we've been supporting for a long time. They often come along and will say, how are you going today? Now, it's not unusual for a PCW to be running a lunchtime club, but the one that you're involved in until recently was quite unique. Tell us what that was and how that came about. That's right. We had a Christian lunchtime club, which is a little bit unusual in a secular school, um, but uh, there are some around. And this was one that students wanted, that they wanted to start and to have uh, for their own support and to reach out. So a couple of years ago, I had a student come to me who had just moved to the school from a, a local Christian school and her vision, her heart, was to start a lunchtime club, a, a Christian group, and reach out to other students. And I thought, wow, this is powerful, and <laughs> I, but I need to be careful how we go about this. And so we worked it through and I talked with Candy Turner as well and uh, we, we worked out that it really needed to be student-led and, you know, focusing on student agency, which is a key educational focus. So we processed that through the principal and uh, came to being and ran for a couple of years um, until about the end of last term. And really what happened was two key leaders who had been basically running the club each have moved on to different schools. Uh, and the rest of the students in the group uh, aren't yet in a place to take it on to lead it. And I, I can't drive it because um, I can't be seen to be proselytising, which is very complicated, but really um, to run a Christian club in the school would be seen as that. So there are ways that God can guide it and arrange it um, so that there is a Christian group. And, and I see my role as supporting those students. You know, um, as a pastoral care worker, it's traditional pastoral care for those students to help look after them in their their role, their mission, their their life. And uh, so I'm sort of in the background supporting them as they lead the group. So just before we get the church to talk a little bit about you to tell the church how they might be able to help, uh, I just want to mention Mount Barker High has had a pastoral care worker for quite a many years and um, 
It had a legendary pastoral care worker for over 10 years called Matt Baird, which I think is a name that many people are aware of. Uh, so every pastoral care worker since has had big shoes to fill since they've come into the role, including yourself. But you had an opportunity to support Matt's family. Uh, for those that don't know, Matt had a, a long battle with cancer, which uh, uh, took his life uh, many years ago now. And uh, But Ross has been involved in supporting uh, Matt's family. Uh, tell us what that was involving. Sure. So uh, I didn't know a lot about this story, but I was soon filled in by some local people um, when I came to the school about Matt um, and how his role was so um, special in the school and, and so much part of the school community. Uh, I didn't, I hadn't met him I, that I know of, but uh, I was quickly informed about, you know, the huge impact or um, influence he had in the school and how much how much loved he was and then um, a few months later uh, one of the leadership came up to me and said um, hey Matt's eldest child was starting at school now this year and I'd like you to meet her and so they um, got me to go on the year eight camp um, for a day and meet Naomi who's uh, Matt's eldest daughter, and she came to the school by choice. She wanted to go to her dad's school. And, and um, as I've learnt from her, she often used to go and help with breakfast clubs and different activities in the school. So she felt very much a part of the school and, and has, has taken a lot of ownership um, with the, the ongoing role of pastoral support in the school. Yeah. So another example of how uh, having a, a Christian worker, if you like, in the school is able to stand with a believer in the school community and walk with them through lots of stuff, but mm. family grief uh, yeah. being part of that. So a large part of I, I, my role with Naomi too has been supporting her with the grief. And uh, mm. she's had you know quite a few other mental health challenges that go with that, as you'd imagine. Um, but she's at the same time an incredible leader and inspirational kid who's um, just really inspired and, and helped to lead the Christian group as well. Yeah. So um, fortunately, unfortunately, she's moved to the Hills Christian School where her mum teaches and with her siblings. And I think that um, from supporting her for nearly three years, um, I can see that that's a really important wraparound Christian community that she needs. Um, uh, but I've worked, met with her weekly, um, got to know her very well, connected really well, um, not least of which because I love fishing, which uh, her dad was awesome as a fisherman. Yeah. And uh, so it's just one of those amazing God arrangements that's happened um, in the place. And um, if I was there for nothing else, um, that would be enough, you know. And um, she's going to go on and be an amazing witness, leader, person for God um, as he works out all the different challenges she has with her. Um, it's been a real privilege to work with her and her family. Um, and it's interesting for me now with um, her moved on and another student who um, had cystic fibrosis who I would meet with weekly for about three years, they've both moved on and it's like, okay, new start now. I think it's um, things are changing. Ross, look, thank you so much uh, for being here this morning. In your case, you can do with some more volunteers for Breakfast Club so and as well as that prayer support that Sam mentioned. So if there's anyone here who 
can help with Breakfast Club at Mount Barker High. Please go and see Ross after the service out the front here. Yes. Uh, and if anyone would like to engage with prayer support with Ross or with Sam, mm-hmm. uh, come and catch them uh, and uh, maybe get some prayer needs or some routine from them. That's and uh, they would love to do that. Ross, sure. thank you for sticking your hand up and being there. May you be able to cope with the influx next year and continue to be a presence. Folks, please thank Ross Stewart. <laughs> So, look, I would also like to acknowledge uh, the uh, other pastoral care workers here. Emily Morgan at Uradler Primary School, which is also one of my schools. Emily, stand up just so everyone knows who you are. That's right. And um, Emily's doing a great job uh, at the primary school and just uh, is, is a wonderful pastoral care group in that place. Eloise, I don't know. Where is she? Eloise, you stand up. Sorry, what school are you at? Eastern Flurio at Strathalban. Fantastic. Great. So this is great to see uh, people in the church sticking their hand up for pastoral care work. Fantastic. Uh, Joe, a chaplain at Mount Barker Hospital. Ah, you've got the hoodie on. Fantastic. Good on you, Joe. And pastoral care workers, uh, when people stick their hand up to say, I'll walk into what is essentially a secular space uh, and be a light, uh, just really give an opportunity for the Holy Spirit to move through them and touch people's hearts. Uh, The Apostle Paul says, before we came to him, we were without hope in the world. Uh, And if a pastoral care worker does nothing else, Sometimes I say to our pastoral care workers, they're the only person who might speak positively to a child in a day or in a week or longer. The only person. They might be the only person that speaks a child's name before God in prayer. The only person. If that child's not part of a church or whatever. So they really hold a key strategic place in our community And I want to thank this church and thank everyone here for your giving. Thank you for that offering, uh, which uh, is going to support this work. It is uh, a real blessing when a pastoral care worker goes to a school staff and says, hey, we can actually cover that. We can pay for that, right? We We can supply that. And schools know that SMG pastoral care workers have the church community behind them. They know it and they seek it out. All right, And they say, yeah, we're getting this pastoral care worker, but we get the churches with them who are praying for us, who are supporting stuff, paying stuff, or just offering practical support. So that's really great. I've got uh, with me this morning uh, a couple of posters, a poster and a brochure uh, just here down the front. Judy's got them. So afterwards, if you'd like to grab one of those, this is uh, all of the pastoral care workers uh, supported by the Mount Barker Ministers Fellowship are on this poster for prayer needs. This tells a little bit more about SMG with an option for giving, but at the moment giving is through the missions offering here at the church. So please focus on that. But you're welcome to take one of those. We've got a vacancy upcoming at Nan Primary School. You don't know that yet, uh, but you would have you'll find out on Wednesday. <laughs> Sorry, Gary, <laughs> there's a scoop exclusive. Um, and uh, that position will be vacant after the, this term. So uh, if you're feeling, come and speak to me and uh, we can talk about that. Thanks again, Pastor Gary, for your time this morning. Thank you, church, for your attention.
Isn't it good? You know, there's uh, so much going on in our community that maybe we're not aware of. And I think that mornings like this are so important for us as a church. And Missions Sunday is not just about overseas stuff or, or national stuff. Because the Bible says that you'll be my, have power to be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the uttermost. It's got to start locally, you know, and that's what we do as a church in through supporting uh, schools ministry group, uh, not just through the Mount Barker Ministers Fellowship, but also we support Eloise and Emily and also Joe in prayer and getting behind them uh, in what they're doing as well. And this is what we've said uh, like a few weeks ago. We've really felt moved by the Holy Spirit at this time uh, to up the ante in creating a, a very definite, strong, vital link with young people because we're seeing that between 50 and 80% of young people walk away from God when they leave high school. That, that statistic is extremely concerning for us as a, a group of believers that that, that that statistic is so high. So as we get together, we can pray for our young people. We can pray for our pastoral care workers in the schools and the work that David does as a regional leader. Get behind, ask Elle and, and Emily and Joe sometimes, like, what is it that you could uh, do to support them? Could you get behind Ross on a Thursday and Friday? You might not be able to give financially today, but you can give an hour on a Thursday morning or a Friday morning. Likewise with, with Sam and the work that he does as well. Like, Is there something that you could do? Can't give financially, but you've got some time up your sleeve. Talk to the guys. Find out if there's anything that you could do. Is there a specific prayer need? Is there a, a, a student that they're working with that they're finding that they just need the presence of God? They just need the presence of God when they're sitting down with those kids and, uh, and believing for a breakthrough. Because I believe that there is an opportunity for us as a church to partner together with them. Could I just, uh, as we close this meeting here this morning, can I get David and Sam and, and Ross, can I also have Eloise and Emily and Joe to come out? We're going to pray for these folks. We're going to pray for them. Because it's, the work that they're doing is absolutely vital in the schools. And that it changes a generation. There's, like uh, David said, you know, maybe the, 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 these guys here are the only person to be able to speak their name, a kid's name, a kid's name. You know, I, I have great memories of my school years, but the ones that stand out the most are where the teachers said something. Leachy, you're never going to amount to anything. You're a lost hope. You're a lost school. But I want to change that on its head. Maybe, just maybe, something they hear from the school, and I know that there are teachers here today that would never say that to a kid. So, you know, we need to pray for those the teachers in this in the space, but let's pray for these guys, that God gives them incredible favour and wisdom to be able to reach out to the kids. Can we stand? Let's reach out your hand to these folks. If you want to gather around them, uh, socially, uh, spatially distanced, I'm, I'm happy for that. Let's get behind these guys. Let's get around them. Let's lay hands on them. Let's believe for the power of God to be outworked with them in Jesus' name. Father, I just thank you for the power of God, for the wisdom of God, for the presence of God. Father, to surround David as the regional leader. Lord, to giving him wisdom and favour with the school councils and the school leaders and the places that he goes to. I thank you that he's able to support, Father, these pastoral care workers right across uh, the, the area that he ministers into and 
the schools that we as a, a church support through the minister's fellowship. I thank you for Emily and for, for Eloise and for Joe and the capacity that they do, for Sam and for Ross and the areas that they do. Father, give them favour. Give them wisdom. Lord, give them support and help from parents uh, around about. Lord, as a church that we could get behind them and, uh, and support them in prayer, support them in finance, support them in time. Lord, give them great wisdom. Give them great uh, ability and, and, and uh, favour as they go, even with the school leadership, with parents and teachers, opening up doors and hearts to see these people just uh, have a great impact for the kingdom of God in these areas. Father, in the name of Jesus, we release your anointing. We release your help. We release your power to these, these people in Jesus' name. May these schools shine. May the, the, uh, the students and the teachers shine as, uh, as Sam and Ross and uh, Eloise and Emily and Joe go into these spaces. Father, thank you for Joe in the hospital. Thank you for these, uh, these people in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Let's give them a hand. They're great doing what they're doing. Thanks so much. Can we give David a hand for uh, just uh, leading that, uh, that prayer time and the information about schools ministry group? Don't forget, if you want to contribute to that, uh, do it online through our missions giving and the slide will be up on the screen uh, in, in, a, in about 30 seconds less. Uh, that's the information that you need. Please, when you, if you're going to give to SMG uh, on that missions part, please put in there SMG or Schools Ministry Group so we know that that's where that needs to go to be able to support these guys on what they're doing. Really appreciate you doing that. Uh, if you've got an envelope, likewise, please make sure that it's, uh, it's marked SMG. Uh, but thank you today. We really appreciate all that you've done uh, for leaning in this morning. Uh, don't forget that next Friday, next uh, Sunday is Father's Day. Going to have a great, there's some games. I'll tell you what, one of the games that we got lined up, dads, you're going to absolutely love it. It's going to be a cracker of a morning. The gift that we've got uh, lined up for you, you're going to love as well. But uh, have a great day. God bless you. Let's give uh, uh, David and the, the guys uh, another hand today. Have a great week and we'll see you soon. Bless you.